The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of God. For the people of God. Good morning. morning. It is my high honor and privilege to be with you this morning and to to uh, just to to commend your church for your your real spirit of inclusion. I I believe I'm the first hokey to ever preach here. And in, in, in light of in light of what's going to happen next Friday, I think it is so wonderful of you to to welcome you welcome me with open arms. I, I have uh, I, I I really do have a fondness for this church because uh, five years ago my wife was uh, in a in a very uh, actually six years ago. Uh, we received uh, a prayer quilt. Uh, my wife was very, very ill. Uh, she since passed on and, and is home with the Lord. Uh, but uh, the, the the prayer quilt is still a very important part of us. And and uh, as Madeline and Michael were were dating, that was uh, that was part of their their ministry, uh, her ministry, and so your ministry uh, vicariously is uh, is has preceded me being here. So, and and then uh, during the wedding, uh, I was so impressed with uh, the Christ-centered. Um, you know the 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 presentation at, at the wedding and being a pastor for being in pastoral ministry for over 32 years it, it was re- I was really really impressed with Pastor Al and how things were conducted and I, I just expressed that to him and I, I just couldn't be happier with with Madeline and 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 the counseling that Michael and Madeline received here so I I thank you for welcoming to me today and I appreciate being with you and am looking forward to uh, sharing and uh, our lives being intertwined because as Pastor said I I, I do feel part of this uh, family. Amen. Amen. Join me in a word of prayer, would you? Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your word and your spirit that guides us into all matters of truth. We pray now, Father, your blessing on me, on this mouthpiece, this cracked and broken vessel, uh, Lord, that you may present your word, that you may enhance your word, that you may, Lord God, confirm your word to your people by your spirit for your glory. And I thank you, Lord, that I can be a part of that. And I pray, dear God, that you would allow me to get out of the way that you may, Lord, be preeminent in this presentation. 
in this message. We thank you for it, and we love you in it, and we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I enjoy being a dad, uh, raising my kids. I think I enjoyed their childhood more than they did because I knew how to get it, you know, really get at it. You know, it's like this sweeter the second time around. And I guess, you know, as a parent, you get to be a kid all over again. It's just now that you make the rules instead of breaking the rules. So so you get to, to, to do all of that. But I, I particularly remember my kids reading lists, you know, that they had. And, and I, I, I didn't like reading when I was a kid and going through school. And but I, I did get a chance to read some of my kids books and or certainly you know listen to them as we read them out loud together one of them that I remember was the Count of Monte Cristo do you remember that that was a great great piece of literature and I I always remember that story because I love adventures and especially if it involves riches and so forth but just in the interest of time won't go through the whole story but there was a the part that um, Edmund Dantes uh, escapes from prison and he finds this treasure that's buried where this, you know, his friend who had helped him escape had told him that it would be. And he reaches into this cave and he begins to explore and sees the, 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 the riches. But it's not until he calls for the light that he begins to see the vast nature of the riches and actually how rich he really is. And when he calls for the light and the light shines on all the jewels and all the riches, he realizes that he's one of the richest people on earth. You know, that's kind of our story as Christians. We, 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 we realize that we have something special and many people have a religious affair with God and a religious affair with the church and, and you're okay, but it's not until you have the light that shines through you, the light of Christ, that you really understand. It's just like the, the, the illustration that, that Pastor Al used with the, the kids, you know, the, how to light that light bulb. Until that light bulb is lit with faith in Jesus Christ, it really is just a prop. It really is just a religion. It really is just a brand or just a label. But when the light shines, you realize, we realize how very rich we are. God's grace gives us that privilege. And, and you know, I, I'm so grateful for this passage because it, it really illustrates, it says that the true light who enlightens everyone was coming into the world. And, you know, when we look at John's gospel, John's gospel is the gospel that confirms Christ as Messiah. It talks about it. There's the, the, the use of light and life are used probably more than any other gospel. Uh, there are particularly, I think the, the word light is used like 36 times. He is the light of the world. He is the, uh, the, the son of righteousness. By his Holy Spirit, he gives the breath of life as well as the water of life. And finally, Jesus is the bread of life, which you, uh, those new, new or visitors have. I think that's a great thing that I think we'll 
begin doing that, people will be showing up like in droves. We we, we did have a, a soup kitchen at one point in in our church in Harlem, and it was it was our belief that we should be ministering to the poor and ministering to those who do not have and and so forth and so we were we were really privileged partnering with a larger church to to distribute food and it was interesting none of the people ever came to worship with us on sunday it was okay it was okay that wasn't a requirement but it was um after a couple of years, we realized, you know, that we could do more in a, in a, in a different different expression. But I digress. You know, the, the, the word that we, we have today talks about the, the Jewish nation rejecting Christ. And the, it begs the question, well, why did they reject him? And they reject him for the same reason that we reject him. Because our hearts love darkness. We love darkness. The sin nature makes us love darkness, and it's not until the light shines and the light is truly turned on in our soul that we can reject darkness and choose the light. The law that was given was given to reveal sin, but the grace in Jesus removes it. The law can only reveal it, and it's only grace that can heal it. And I thank God for the privilege, you know, today to be able to share this message of hope, this message of salvation, this message of God. Verse 10 of our passage, the the scripture lesson says he was in the world and though he was being made through the world, uh, I'm sorry, he was in the world and though he came into being through, through him, Yet the world did not know him. He came to that which was his own people, but they did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God. Who were born not of blood or the will of flesh or the will of man, but of God. Illumination reveals the incarnation it is our relationship to the light that allows us to know the riches that we have in christ it is not until that is truly illumined you know for most of my childhood i i had always heard jesus died for my sins and i was i joined the church and was even baptized and had a religious encounter But to be honest, I really did not know what that meant until 1978 when I had a personal encounter with the light, when I had a personal uh, 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 relationship that began with me, you know, through a friend of mine sharing the light. Another a fellow football player, believe it or not, of all places to meet crisis, right, in the, in, the, in the locker room. But I did. And that was a place where I had a personal encounter with God because uh, my desire for him. But he created that desire. But that illumination is necessary. It's absolutely necessary. But it reveals all that he has done. God's life is offered to everyone universally. And that's what I love about being a Christian, a follower of Jesus, especially in New York. And I get to share this grace in New York all the time. I say, look, God doesn't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. 
And people go, what? Would it, would it really? You went there? Yeah, but, but, you know, really God's, God's grace and God's offer of salvation is universal. It's to all people, every language, every tongue, every skin, every religion can come to Christ. There are no barriers. It was a universal declaration to all. He came to the world. The cosmos, the entire world, it wasn't just to the Jewish nation. And, and I love this passage in Isaiah where God says to the prophet, he says, he says, it's too small a thing for you to be my servant to restore the tribes of Jacob and to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I also make you a light to the Gentiles that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. That's Isaiah 46, uh, 49.6. God's plan has always been universal. It's always meant to be inclusive of every human being. Sometimes I think that we as Christians, especially we think that the church is exclusively for Christians. It's not. The church is for the world to bring the world to Jesus. You see, we we think in in sometimes in our minds we our, our focus is so narrow, and that's again that's that's um, uh, the the spiritual glaucoma. You know that we 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 just we we look through this narrow lens of our lives. God's expansive salvation is so rich and so free and so wonderful and meant for everybody, but faith is essential for the connection. Faith is absolutely necessary. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For anyone that comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rich rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to have faith, but God gives us that. We just have to connect it. We have to flip the switch and allow that faith to ignite the light that is the life of Christ. God's life is shared on a family basis, only with his children. It says, to all who believed in his name, who received him, to those he gave the power to become not church members, as much as, and listen, I'm, I, please do not take this out of context. I will always be a churchman. I will always believe in God's church. I will always believe and affirm God's church. But sometimes we as believers, we, we, we forget that the door has to be open. And our hearts have to be open to bring people in, to bring people and to share this wonderful, wonderful riches of Christ's salvation beyond religion. Beyond religion. And, and I have the wonderful privilege of walking in New York and working in New York. And, and recently, uh, the last 10 years or so, I, I got involved, heavily involved in, in politics. I'm not a politician. I'm a social entrepreneur. 
and I, I have pursued some citizenship and, and pursued elected office. Most recently, I, I ran for the office of controller. It was a citywide office. And I had the privilege of going throughout New York City and talking to thousands upon thousands of people and sharing with them the love of God. It's amazing how many people you can talk to about the love of Jesus when you are disguised as a politician. You know, and if I had gone as a preacher, I wouldn't have been able to talk to anybody about Jesus. You know, it would have been like, oh, no, that's not my religion. Or I go to a different church or I don't want, you know, but you, 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 you come in a different form and it's amazing. But God's love, it's, it's essential. But this, this relationship as children, I, and I love what uh, John's passage, uh, John, uh, Jesus says in First uh, John, see what a great love the Father has lavished on us. I love that word, lavished. I like to say it just lavished. It sounds like you know that there was a there was a term in 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 uh, a, a slang term that we used was used a few years ago called butter. It, and it just it just it's that's the term of richness, and it it implies you know just the overabundance. But this word lavish is that word. God has lavished his love on us. He's lavished his love on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what you are. The reason the world does not know us is because it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we will see uh, but we will know we will be known when we when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall be with him or be see him as he is. No one, and in, ver in verse 9, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. When the light of Christ appears and we go toward that light, and faith ignites our hearts and souls. And we can believe in the finished work of Christ on the cross. And all the promises of God. And we can embrace those as for ourselves. We become the children of God. And that relationship now gives us the privilege of one, being able to share this love with other people. And two, being discriminated against because people don't love us because they did not love God. And, and, and that's, that's a wonderful thing. But we will see him as he is. And that light is continuing to shine brighter and brighter. That revelation, that, that, that illumination that reveals the incarnation. And the incarnation is amazing as we begin to share it with other people in verse 14 in our passage, it says the word became flesh and lived among us and we have seen his glory. Say glory. glory. 
the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all, say all, received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, grace and truth through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but it is God's only son who is close to the father's heart who has made him known. My second and final point is revelation promotes personification. Revelation promote, motivates, I'm sorry, motivates personification. You see, God did not outsource salvation. He did it himself. He put on an earth suit. He came. He traveled. He, he went, entered into the space-time continuum that he created and put on an earth suit in order to provide salvation for humanity, for all who would believe. And this the currency that God uses is grace and truth. We need them both. We need his truth to understand the way, but we need his grace to believe it. We need God's generosity to believe it. We need God's generosity to pursue it. We need God's generosity just like uh, Pastor Al needed uh, the connection I won't give away how that was done, but the connection to light the light. There is no connection without that faith, and faith is a gift from God. It's not something that we come up with. We don't just decide, well, I'm going to find God. It's like God's not lost. We find him. He woos us. He brings us. He called us. He calls us into this relationship. He beckons us and he's beckoning the world to come into this relationship with him. This intimate encounter to become one of his children through belief in his word. What he has said, what he's done on the cross. You see, grace and truth, they work in tandem together. We need them both. The truth to reveal it and the grace to to heal it. We need that grace. We need that grace. And I'm so glad that I have it. So glad that we have it. You know, without uh, the, the, the work, the, the, the law reveals sin, but it had no power to remove sin. It's only through the grace of God that we understand that it was the blood of Christ that removes our sin. And allows us to enter into this fellowship, this longing with God. The reason that people hate the darkness is because they love sin. And we need to be able to, 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 to it, God's word, God's drawing, God's spirit draws us into this relationship so that we no longer want to pursue those things anymore. And we become inquisitive about this light, the same as it happened to Moses at the burning bush. 
We, we, we're saying, what, what is this thing that's happening here? Why is my heart being as, as, as uh, uh, the, 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 the great theologian um, John Wesley said, my heart's strangely warmed. You know, what is, this, what is this wooing thing that God is doing? And God does that with everyone. And to as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. You know, gra uh, gravy is an important part of this meal that's going to be happening on Thursday. And I'm the gravy maker at my house, and that's that's that was my job for for many many years. Uh, you know, because I was banned from the kitchen except to make gravy. You know, and but but I was called upon to make gravy for all celebrations, but particularly for for Thanksgiving because it wasn't Thanksgiving turkey unless you had Daddy's gravy. You know, and I, I can't compare God's grace to my gravy, but but it, it they work in tandem. God's truth, it's important that we have that truth to understand what God is saying, what God has expected of us. But without his grace, I could never make it. I was a football player. I was a zero with the circle rubbed out, not just because I played football for the Hokies, but I really wasn't interested in a life with God until I was. And I can't tell you what happened except I saw the, 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 the futility of my thinking and my selfishness and the pattern of life that I was living. And I wanted a way out, but I couldn't find a way out until I met Jesus, until I had this personal encounter. And I had gone to church you know, many, many times and had gone to a religious school and high school, but none of that really brought me into that relationship until it was there. I want to close with these two passages of scripture. One, Ephesians chapter two, for it is by grace you've been saved through faith. It is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship or handiwork or the, the, the Greek word is poema created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared us to do. You see, God has a plan for us. As pastor shared in the sermon, we are the Jesus said, we are the light of the world. That means that his glory shines through us when we share it with other people. And as great as the riches are that we have at our disposal, they're really only manifested as we start giving the light away, as we look for opportunities to share the love of God with other people. That's the richest thing. I'm one of the richest people ever because I get to share with a city like New York about the love of God. And that's a wonderful, wonderful privilege. And I thank God for that privilege. But we all have that same privilege who know him. And in closing, this passage from Philippians. Therefore, if any of you has any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love 
being one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility consider others better than yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the mindset of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for this word. Thank you for your spirit. Confirm this word to our hearts and to our lives that we may live it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.